Hello, welcome to the latest edition of Starting Exit Podcast. Nico Kramer joined with my wonderful co-host right now. Um, Matia might be joining in a bit later, but Spencer's here right now. Uh, Spencer, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. There's been a lot of action on the Champions League. A lot of intense games, a lot of controversy um, along with that. And in our last episode, we talked about uh, Leipzig and Liverpool and Barca and PSG. And then we did an episode right before um, the next two games kicked off. And I guess we'll start off with those. I mean, Sevilla and Dortmund, um, we'll hop right into it. Sevilla and Dortmund in Seville, it's 2 or 3-2, I'm sorry, to Dortmund. Um, Holland gained two goals. Spencer, do you think, you know, how, how, or how, how good is Holland, Spencer? Uh, I mean, there's no other word to describe his potential other than really generational. I'd say after Mbappe, he's the second best young player in the world, and really the sky's the limit for him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was just unreal. And, and Sevilla did uh, – were missing their one of the best attackers of Campos, which is unfortunate. And they got off to an early lead um, through Suso. And they got a goal towards the end, which you know I I still think keeps a minute. Um, mm-hmm. It's gonna look it's gonna be difficult though going to uh, Germany, of course, in the second leg. But you know, like overall, I mean, Sevilla kind of shot themselves in the foot. I think I think Dortmund were the better team, yes. Although of course Sevilla played their normal way of tons of possession and and so on, though in, in some sense it's empty possession, right? But you know, two goals for Dortmund was just two horrible passes um, out of the back from Sevilla, especially the one from Rakitic. Which is a really bad pass, and and that's the thing about Dortmund, and, and especially Holland, that he pounces on those. Um, and I mean, Spencer, do you think this ties over, do you, or or do Sevilla still have something to give in the second leg? I mean, I definitely think that Dortmund have the edge over them because with the way goals roll, Sevilla yeah. essentially needs to win by two. Yeah. But I mean. More shocking things have happened, and Dortmund have been very inconsistent overall this season. So I definitely wouldn't rule Sevilla out. Yeah, yeah. For me personally, I still think Sevilla have a lot to give in this next um, game. I'm with you. I, you know, Dortmund has been shaky this season for sure, and if they can kind of cut out the mistakes that they had in the first leg, I think they can still definitely have a good chance to get through. But um, yeah. I mean, when you when you have Holland up front for Dortmund, it, it's dangerous and. You know, there's been a lot of talk about Holland and Mbappe, and I'd say, you know, I guess for me personally, I'm not sure about you, those guys are the two kind of the next thing. There's a, a step above everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if, if you were a manager and you had to start off your team with, with one of them, which one are you choosing? Mbappe. That's I mean, I think – yeah, I mean, Holland is a very good player, but Mbappe is a World Cup winner. He's a Champions League finalist. Uh, he's been around for much longer. Holland, on the other hand, hasn't really won any major trophies. He's played well in the Champions League, but yeah. I think Mbappe's just on another level to Holland right now. Right. And, yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. I personally am also taking Mbappe, but it's really close. Holland is kind of like the perfect build um, for a striker. But... Those two guys, of course, are going to battle it out. And they had kind of like a mini battle. Um, Holland Sandy wanted to match Mbappe's great performance against Barcelona and so on. But looking to the second leg, Spencer, I mean, do you think – are you going to stick with Dortmund to go through or maybe Sevilla can come back? What are you thinking? Yeah, I said Dortmund at the start of – or right, right after the draws were done, and I'm going to stick with them. 
Yeah, I it's fair. I said Sevilla before the draw. Um and you know, whether it's a little bit of league of bias and or just wanna flip it a little bit. I'm I will take Sevilla to go through. Um Really? I think I, I will you know, again, those those two mistakes really, really hurt Sevilla, of course. And I thought they were dominating the game, at least, you know, just killing it. And I think they can do that same thing in Germany. Getting two goals will be a little bit difficult in Germany. But I'll, I'll take Sevilla. I'll take Sevilla. I think I still think they can do it. Um, but I'll, I'll probably be wrong. But I'll, I'll take Sevilla. Um, and the other game that day, we'll switch over, was Porto and Juventus. Um, Porto. And that finished a 2-1 win to Porto. Of course, Porto's first goal coming in the first minute was a horrible back pass to the goalie from Benton Cure. Um, right to Chesney under pressure, it kicks around to the defender. It's in. So they went down 1 0 super early. Um, and then Portugal or, went up 2 0. Uh, Juventus getting one back. Maybe could have had a penalty in the end. But I mean, Spencer, this is looking a little bit uh, bad for Juventus. Uh, are you worried for them in the second leg, even though it's in Turin? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm particularly worried for them. I think, I think they're still, I would say, the favorites. I think getting that one goal back was huge because mm-hmm. now a one goal win is enough to send them through, I believe, with the away goals yep. rule. And at the end of the day, they do have the greatest Champions League player of all time in Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. And I think they should be able to get it done. Look, I, I think so as well. I mean, I think in this game in particular, Pirlo, I didn't like the squad he put out. Um, Chiellini, of course, got hurt pretty early on. I was on, I was unfortunate. Um, but, you know, this 4-4-2 for Juventus. You know, Ronaldo is a player that still likes to get out wide. He doesn't like to play right to the center. And Kulisevsky is the same. So if you're going to play with Ronaldo up top, you really need to put a Morata, that's a real number nine, with him. I thought that was a mistake. Um, and... The tempo needs to pick up. I and mean, when I watch Juventus play, it's 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 I talked about Sevilla a little bit, it's just dead possession. That's you know, that's not only makes a boring game, um, but they're not creating enough. And I thought they could have had a penalty at the end. I think it was a penalty. Um, whether that will matter or not, we will see. But yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, going to the second leg, I really don't think Ronaldo is gonna <laughs> come out of the Champions League this early, especially against Porto. Um I think he'll be able to to, to get him through. But, you know, that's what I said about Ajax last year, and we, saw, we see how that went. So cool. we'll, we'll have to watch out for that one. But I guess we'll move on to the next game, Tedeco Madrid and Chelsea. Spencer, uh, what were your thoughts about this game? I mean, it was pretty boring, I'll be honest with you, as we, as we predicted, to be fair. Yeah, I think that's – I mean, we definitely thought it could go either way, depending on how expansive Atletico we're going to want to play. And they turned out to be just as boring as they normally were. And I think out of all the Champions League games this weekend, you might as well throw in the Europa League games. It was by far the yeah. most boring. Although Giroud did yes. give the game one moment of excitement with an incredible overhead kick. But it was still one of, a very, very boring game of soccer. Yeah, Atletico Madrid. I mean, this was really depressing to watch. I, I six playing six in the back, um, at zero zero for from you know multiple times. And you have what what frustrates me 
is you have like a, a guy like Joel Felix, um, who's such a brilliant attacker who started off so well this season, but he's forced to defend way too much. And then when he gets the ball, he's like 70 yards away from goal. So it's like he's almost just wasting Joel Felix's talent by having him defend all the time. I know that's how he wants to play. I think today was excessive. I mean, Atletico Madrid has been playing kind of open these last few weeks in La Liga, and it hasn't been working out for them. So they just flipped it completely <laughs> right back to what uh, they're used to and plus some. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't, Spencer, do you think, you know, they only need one goal in the second leg. It's not looking done. At this first, um, it's not done, no. But looking at this first game, I mean, do you think, say, say they get one goal, do you think they really have maybe two goals in them? Two goals to get through Chelsea. I mean, when you look at their team, they should have two goals in them. I mean, the players they have: Suarez, Jao Felix, Correa, Lamar, Saul, yeah. Musa Dembele off the bench. These are very good attacking players. So, I mean, they have the quality to score two goals. I mean, recently in La Liga. As recent as January, they scored four goals versus Cadiz. But, I mean, it'll be be very tough to get two goals the way they're playing. Although, I wouldn't be shocked to see a 1-0 Atletico Madrid win and then they go through on penalties. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I still think they have firepower. Of course, they're missing um, Yannick Carrasco as the left wing back who is really a dynamic key point for them because he can turn it from defense to offense. Of course, he can really attack. Lodi cannot do that at all. Um, they were missing a few starters, to be fair. But I really think Simeone got this game completely wrong. And this is something that we see from Atletico Madrid, you know, kind of as a usual thing. When they when they play a big team, whether it's Real Madrid or Barcelona or, or whoever, Chelsea, they seem to really cave in. And I don't know if that's a lack of confidence or – or what it is, but that you know, in this next leg they can't do that. Of course, you need one goal at least to to go to extra time. But oof, I don't know. I mean, Spencer, who are you thinking um, to go through this one? I still think Atletico Madrid are gonna go through. I know that it's sad. I want to say sad, but you'd almost rather Chelsea go through for the quality of the games in the future. But I think Atletico have the experience and kind of the killer instinct that I think Chelsea might, might lack. Yeah. I, oof. I mean, it's really hard because this performance is just so dead. Um, I'm still going to take Atletico Madrid as well, but shoot, I mean, I don't, I don't see Atletico Madrid going to concede in the second leg. You know, to be fair, the one goal Chelsea did get bounced off their defender and then it was a spectacular bicycle kick. Yeah. They weren't really um, I doubt that's going to happen again. Right, right. So I don't think they're going to concede in this next leg. And you know them in counterattacking goals, corner kick goals, that's, that's where they shine. I think I'm willing to take Atletico Madrid uh, along with you. I think they'll get it done normal time, 2-0 maybe. But that's definitely one to watch. I mean, from a Chelsea perspective, though, I mean, they, they were really dominant, um, as we know. And we should talk about that defense because, of course, they haven't played anyone very good in the Prem, as we know. We were talking about that in earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. And now their real test to come up um, against Lego Madrid, who do not attack the ball like one time in the whole game. So are you are you convinced on this defense no. or are you still waiting to see? You know? I, oh, sorry. 
sorry to interrupt, no, but ahead, ahead. I think their next four games, they're playing four very good attacking teams. First, they play United, who, of course, have mm-hmm. Bruno, one of the best playmakers in the world, along with Rashford and Martial. Mm-hmm. Then they play Liverpool, who have Salah, yeah. Mane, Firmino, hope Diego Jota should be back too. Yeah. After that, they play Everton, who have quality, and then after yeah. that, they play Leeds. So, mm. and that's all wow. before the next Atletico Madrid game. So, I think Oof. that is when we'll really see the defense tested under uh, Tuchel, because really the teams they've played so far haven't really shown anything on the attack. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, the defense looks good, but again, they haven't played a good team, and the one good team they play doesn't attack at all. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not uh, gonna hop on the Thomas Tuchel amazing uh, defensive tactics just yet. And I mean, this, this speaks. You know, this game was was a pretty like, dead game, as we said. And do you think Frank Lampard would have gotten the same result as Thomas Tuchel? In no, game? I think. You think so? I think Frank Lampard. He struggled to really shut down teams, even if they didn't attack. It seemed like Chelsea were so mistake-prone under him. Like, it was almost early Liverpool where no matter where it always just seemed there was going to be a moment for the other team to get back in the game. But I think while they haven't really played anyone good, Tuchel has certainly cut down on the defensive errors and made them a much more organized defense against these bad teams. Whether that will hold up against the better ones, I don't know. But I think I don't think Lampard would have gotten this result. Right. And and one thing we saw Tuchel do on this past week against Southampton was put on Hudson Odoi and take him off what was like twenty minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> um and there were a lot of people saying, Oh well you that's how you lose a player, that's how you kill a player. Um and Tuchel came out and said, Well he wasn't doing what I wanted him to and then he plays him in this game so I think that was kind of a cool move by him, not necessarily asserting dominance, right? Because you know he he's the leader of that team as a coach, but it's kind of you know he's showing his limited uh, lack of you know making mistakes and, and and whatnot. I think that was an interesting move, and to play him though, you know, keeping that confidence in Hudson Doyle, who he's played a lot since he's been there. Um, that was a cool cool move by him. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a really good game in the second one, or hopefully it's a really good game. Probably won't be to some extent, but if Letico Madrid can come back, um, who we're both going to take to advance still, that would be a lot of fun to watch. And we'll move over to the next game, Lazio and Bayern. Uh, Spencer, <laughs> who's who's stopping Bayern? Is anyone stopping Bayern? Uh, I think at the moment, I mean, in the Bundesliga, their form hasn't been great. Uh, back, yeah. Back-to-back yeah. poor results against Armina, Blyfield, and Frankfurt. But I think in the Champions League, they're a different animal. And really, at the moment, the only team that I'd say are clear of them in the world are Man City. But mm-hmm. in the Champions League, we all know what happens to Manchester City. So I don't know who's going to stop by this year. Yeah. I mean, you know, in terms of the game, Lazio were like hor- were horrible. <laughs> um you know, an own goal, and they gave away another goal where they passed it back to the goalie. It was too short, though. So, two goals, they really just um, shot themselves in the foot for that. But only one winner was going to come out of this game. And, and 
whether it's a poor Lazio team um, or a really good Bayern team, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, Bayern are strong. I think we're, you know, you're, we're both taking them to go through, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Bayern advancing, not, not to a surprise. Um, Lazio have struggled a little bit this season, and they will probably be, probably be exiting out on this next game. And then last two games at Atalanta and Real Madrid, which, well, this came down to um, quite a bit of controversy. Matias not here. Well, thank God. I hear <laughs> I'm sure any this argument. is the game Matias would have loved to discuss. Um, 100%. Spencer, before we get to my thoughts, let's get to your thoughts, including whether it's a red card, not a red card, whatever you're thinking. Uh, honestly, I think it could go either way. I think... It is a foul, and it is the last demand. So, by the law, it's a red. But yeah. I still think it's soft, and it did very much ruin the tie from there on out because Lazio completely changed and just tried to... Atalanta, yeah. What? Atalanta. Atalanta completely yeah. changed and just tried to pull out a nil-nil tie and... Realistically, they did do a good job, especially in the second half. Madrid didn't really have that many chances. But a weak-footed Ferland Mendy long ranger outdid yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, I would have never... Ferland Mendy, who is just really bad with his right foot, um, is bad. Of course, if you look at that, you would not think that. But he actually is pretty bad, and I would have never thought he's... One of, the, one of the guy that would shoot from that range on his right foot, curl it in. I thought the goalie could have probably saved it. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Behind the net. I don't think he really yeah. had a good jump on the ball. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's hard, that's heartbreaking for Atalanta, who defended from the 18th minute um, all the way. Although, it is only 1-0. They're still in it. And, and you know, on the red card, I mean, I, I don't understand where the controversy is at. It's a last man. It's a foul. He's going for Mendy. He's not trying to play the ball. That's that's all that really has to be said. That's a red card for me. Um, not, not much else to it. And on top of that, you know, you go down to man, and I think Gasparini, who, let's, let's be honest, in the first 18 minutes, Real Madrid were just toying with Atalanta. And it looked really good, by the way. It's best I've seen Madrid play. Best 18 minutes I've seen Madrid play, and I don't even know how long. They're passing it so well, even on that play which got the red card. Um and I think Gasparini was smart just to resort to five in the back. Because um, a 1-0 result really isn't bad for Atlanta at all. And, you know, knowing Madrid's lineup, which they did not have their main attack, of course, Benzema. They were missing tons of players. But, of course, they're, they're playing Isco, who hasn't played in a while, as their main striker, who played that, played well, and Vinny played well, and Asensio didn't really do anything. But Spencer... What what do you think? I mean, Atlanta, you know, they the next leg they'll be able to play the way they want to. So do you think they're still in it, or you're looking more for a Madrid uh, easy win? Yeah, I definitely think they're still in it. I think uh, I'm not completely sure on the health of all the Madrid players because I don't think yeah. we've mentioned so far, but this was a very very weak Madrid team missing a yeah. ton of crucial players for them which made the result even more impressive. But I definitely think it's not done. I mean, one goal at home isn't the end of the world for any team in the Champions League because any one goal lead win at the minute or any win 
at the minimum sends it to OT, but likely would take them through on away goals. So I think this tie is far, far from over. Yeah. Yeah, and, and again, I mean, Real Madrid, as you said, they were missing Benzema Ramos, uh, Hazard, Marcelo, Carvajal, Valverde, Rodrigo, Zola, Militao, missing a lot of players. Um, and they had to play Vinicius and Asensio as, as two, you know, right forward, left forward sort of deal with East Coast center forward, um, which, <laughs> let me tell you, in this game, if they had a, a natural goal scorer as in Benzema up top, it would have been a few more than 1-0. I mean, they just completely dominated Atalanta, as we, as we said. And it, it, it was good. And I think they'll be able to have Benzema in the next game, um, hopefully, because they really need to get another goal. They won't be able to defend that Atalanta, I think, um, for no goals. But I think, you know, one thing that I found kind of funny, and of course, is with all these injuries, but at one point in the game, <laughs> Real Madrid's front three was um, Hugo Duro, Sergio Arribas, and Mariano, and that is the worst front three I've ever seen play on the on the pitch for Real Madrid. Wow, uh, wow! And I think Atlanta kind of missed out on a chance to maybe go grab one if they at the end because really that it's just such a weak Madrid side and it won't be that weak um, in the next leg. But I'm I'm, I'm going to take Real Madrid. I mean, who who are you thinking? I think I'm going to take Real Madrid as well. I think if it was the if the game was played tomorrow with all the same players out for Madrid, I would take Atalanta, but I definitely feel, especially with, I feel the two key players who, I don't know if they will be returned, but would definitely cement it are Ramos and Benzema. I think if they're both back, which you might know more than me, do you know if they will be back? Yeah, I think, I think Benzema will be able to come back. Um, Ramos, he had to have surgery, so he's that's a little bit different. I'm not sure if they're willing to risk it, especially after in this game, Nacho had an unreal performance. I thought he was Madrid's best player um, on on the day. He had an unreal performance, so I'm not sure they're going to rush to bring Ramos back and risk another injury. But I do think Benzema will be back. Um, right, which one with you? I think that does. I'm taking Madrid. Yeah, Atlanta showed me nothing, and, and Madrid would dominate. So I'm taking Madrid the I next leg. I think it'll be a one. But it will be close. You're gonna go one one. Okay, I think you know. I think one one's a fair result. Um, you know, I think I'm gonna go with one one too. I think one one is fair. I think I think that's a good result. Um, I have to agree with you on that one. And now the last game was Borussia Mönchengladbach against Manchester City. Not a lot to talk about here, but. I mean, Spencer, City, it's 19 straight. Do you see them uh, slipping up at any point? Uh, I think a lot of it depends on the draw. I think I think Manchester City are due for a hard draw. I mean, it seems in every single yeah. competition they get the easiest possible route to the final. <laughs> so, I, yeah. think, I think they're due for a Bayern Munich, personally. And mm-hmm. I think, really, at... With the way everybody's playing, Bayern Munich is the only team that I could see beating Manchester City at this point. Yeah, no, Man City looked just actually crazy. scratched that. Um, I think I think PSG could be able to knock them off too with that true. attack. Yeah, and that's true. That 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 would be a good one. I mean, City, as as Guardiola said after the game, when the reporter asked him, um, 
you know, what's been the key thing to this long run of game, 19 straight wins. And you said that we spend a lot of money. So at least he's honest. <laughs> at least he was honest about it. Yeah. They do spend a lot of money and they have a great defense. Amazing midfield. The only worry for me, not not worry, but the only thing is the attack sometimes can kind of blank Lock out. Up number nine um, is big. Right. Aguero's kind of coming back, although, I mean, he's been out for so long. So, and Gabriel Jesus, who scored in this game, although had a pretty bad game other than that, I'm not convinced on Gabriel Jesus leading them. But, I mean, Spencer, do you think this is Man City's Champions League to lose or not? I think this is the best chance. I don't think it's their Champions League to lose because I just think the Champions League is by far the hardest competition in the world to win apart from maybe the championship. But I think they certainly are the favorites and with a couple teams a lot weaker than they normally are, I think they should. If there's a year they're going to win it, I think it will be this year. All right, I agree with you on that one. I mean, I think if they play at their best, I'm not sure anyone's stopping them other than Bayern and PSG, of course. There's only two teams that I think would have a, a fair chance against them. Um, but as a, as an overall, right, looking at all the games, because so that's the recap of all the games. Spencer, who is your kind of dark horse? I mean, of course, the second leg hasn't been played yet. It won't be played for a little bit. But who is your dark horse that maybe might be losing right now that are still in it maybe can go on or who are going to win? A dark horse, maybe, in his competition, and your like, favorite? I think the favorite has to be Man City. I'd say my dark oh, horse Man to City. move on, or to go on and win the competition, would is uh, Dortmund. I think with their okay. team, if they're able to catch some form, maybe benefit a little from for some easier draws, I think they could be able to shock some people, because they do have enough quality to win the Champions League. I think that's undeniable. Sancho, Haaland, Royce. And, yeah. But I think consistency is what they're lacking. And honestly, I don't really see any of the teams that are trailing by a decent amount coming back. But, yeah. I mean, I guess the one non-favorite who I'd take are maybe Porto to just told off Juventus. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I'm looking at, like, what would be considered a dark horse. Um, And I'm already seeing one. You know, other than Dorman, I guess. I'm already seeing one I like. I mean, is, you know, is Juventus a dark I, horse? Again, I mean, that's that why count? I said Porto. Because even then, I still think Juventus right. is going to win. But, I mean, I feel like there isn't really a team that will shock us in the next legs. Right. Yeah, no, I, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, that Juventus squad, we talk a lot about what Messi's dealing with in Barcelona, yeah. but that Juventus squad, just as a squad, is uh, not a Champions League contender mm-hmm. at all. Um, and, yeah, I, I guess my dark horse, I got to agree with you on Norman. I don't think, I guess Atletico Madrid, I mean, I don't know if they're a dark horse again. They're leading, you know, the top team in Spain. Um, but, yeah, Norman does look pretty strong. And my favorite would have to be Man City as well. Can't, can't get away from Man City. Um, okay, so I think that does wrap up the, the Champions League for right now. Definitely get Matias insight on those in the next episode. Mm-hmm. A little bit of insight on that. But I guess since we're on City, we should oh, to the Premier League. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. And, yeah, and we saw City beat Arsenal 
1-0. So the current standings, um, of course, City have a, a pretty good pretty good lead on United. Um, I guess as a whole, I, I think we're both in agreement City are going to go win the league. Yeah, I don't right? think. Yeah, I think that's clear. Yeah. So I guess the top four race is really what's interest, interesting me. Uh, West Ham just beat um, Tottenham. And I think Spencer West Ham isn't a team we've given really anything about. Are they top four contenders, you think? Is David Moyes really resurrecting West Ham? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way they're playing, I'd definitely say they're contenders. I don't think they'll be able to do it, but I think they'll be able to make a run at it. And I think if things go well, they could get a Europa League spot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, we're going to see really what they're about as we play Man City this weekend, which would be a great game. Um, although I think City will win. But, you know, we'll see if it's a close game, if they get beat down. Um, that, would, that would prove to me if they're really going to contend all the way or not. We don't want to go over every game, but everything being Liverpool 2-0. I mean, Spencer, are you, are you a little bit worried about something? Yeah, I think, I think it's pretty clear that Liverpool should be worried. I mean, they're five points back of West Ham, and since – Really, since 2021 started, they've been terrible. I think in 2021, in the year, they're like they've picked up the 17th most points in the league, which is shocking. And yeah, if something doesn't change, especially with the Jordan Henderson injury, I think Liverpool should be very, very worried about top four. Yep. And, and looking to this weekend against City and West Ham. Chelsea United should be a great game. Leicester and Arsenal should play the, the main games for this weekend. Um, we won't go into it in-depth on those, but we'll shift over to another league just to go through these a little bit quickly. Uh, La Liga. Why not La Liga? We've been talking about Atletico Madrid a lot. Um, look, they're slipping up in the league, Spencer. In Madrid, whether they should have got beaten Valladolid, they shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> they got dominated by Valladolid, but they somehow came away with a 1-0 win, really because of Courtois, who... Again, I, they shouldn't have won this game. They shouldn't have even tied. But poor Valladolid. the lead. Um, but they do get the win. And Barca tie. So, looking to the standings right now, Atletico Madrid slipping up. It's three points. They do have a game in hand. So, it could be six points um, at the maximum. And it was like 13, possibly 16, a little bit ago. So, they've really fallen. But, Spencer, if I was to offer you Atletico Madrid or the field, and you could say the field is only Madrid, or it's Madrid and Barca, maybe Sevilla, you know, if you want to. Who are you taking? Then they come enjoy the field to win the league. Up to really this weekend, or I guess last week, I would say Atletico Madrid in the in a heartbeat. And yeah, I want to say Madrid are gonna take them, but I mean Madrid in their recent games in La Liga, you would admit it, they haven't been really playing phenomenally at all. No. They've been yeah. scraping by wins against the lower half of the table teams, which doesn't really give me promise that they will be able to win the league because they would have to go on a run. But I think it's more of will Atletico lose it than will Madrid be able to win it because they the league in all seriousness should have been done by now. Atletico should have been able to pull away, but they just haven't been able to. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a worrying thing. I'm looking at their upcoming games. Yeah, Villarreal, great team. 
They'll play Real Madrid, which will be such an important game. I mean, that's going to be huge, assuming it's it's, it's uh, as close as it is right now. Um, and the Athletic Club. So those are three straight La Liga games, which are going to be tested to the max for sure. Um, and look, I have to be honest with you, Madrid also have a hard uh, upcoming thing. Sociedad and, Atlet- and Atleti and then Elche, who, to be fair, tied them earlier on. But I'm, I'm saying personally, I don't think Barcelona – I know they're two points back. Anything can happen. I, you know, it's the way the team is playing right now. They have Sevilla tomorrow, which will be an amazing game, by the way. Um, I, I'm not sure they're going to be able to continue it. I mean, they were given an opportunity this weekend to really get in the race and they, they tie Kadith. But, you know, they're still in it, but I'm not going to say them. So I think it's between Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid. I'm, I'm kind of feeling Real Madrid. As you say, they haven't been playing well in the league. Valladolid should have beaten them. But that's a little bit of luck that, you know, you get um, at, when you win the league. You know, every team has to get some of that luck. And I think, again, I better go Madrid, Real Madrid game is just going to be huge. Uh, um, and I think we'll see the winner. Whoever wins that game, I, I believe, will go on it and win, win the league as a whole. Um, okay. So, we'll switch from Spain to, let's see, well, we can go to Serie A. Why not? Serie A is, kind of, is heating up. It has been heating up. Um, Inter Milan, first place. Four points. Juventus third. AC Milan second. Spencer, you're still with AC. Sorry, not AC Milan. You're still with Inter Milan, mm-hmm. aren't you? I've been with them since before the season, and really, the only team that I think can challenge them at this point is Juventus, and they don't look like challenging them at all. So I'm still confident in Inter. Yeah, Inter Milan look good. Of course, they have no European competition to worry about, which is uh, um, important for them. Of course, the other teams beneath them do. I still think Juventus, still with Juventus, I know. Um, still going to stick with them to come back. But that's, as you said, Juventus aren't playing well. They don't have a good squad. So, really, it's uh, up, up in the air. But I will continue to stay with uh, Juventus. And, I mean, I think for time's sake, we'll skip. League one. Although, do you want to uh, yeah, one, I definitely. Guess? I mean, out of all the leagues, okay, league one. the one with the closest title is at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, Leo, first place. They got three points over Lyon, four points over PSG. Look, Spencer, Leo just got eliminated from Europa League, which we'll get to in a second. So, do you really think they can go all the way when yeah, win yeah. League one? Uh. I think getting eliminated from the Europa League is going to help them because the they definitely don't have as big of a squad as PSG, so being able to just focus on one competition will help them. And I think they should be able to push for it. Whether they're able to do it, I'm not sure. They do have a very... Not a light run of games, but... A run of game that could be hardest, could be much harder leading up against until the PSG game, which is huge on April 4th. But I definitely think they should be able to push for it, but I would still say PSG as a heavy favorite. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think eliminating, um, getting eliminated from Europa League won't be that big of a deal in the sense that they can solely focus on League One. PSG, I know, are going to be going for the Champions League instead of... I mean, they're going to be going for League One, but Champions mm-hmm. League is their main target. Um, I'm with you, though. I'm still going to take PSG. <laughs> it's because it's PSG. 
But that would be something interesting to uh, watch, Leo. They're 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 playing well, so I think they're still in it for sure. And real quick, go to Germany for go to Europe League. Bayern has stepped up, to be fair, uh, these last two games. But it's really between them and Leipzig. Spencer, can Leipzig challenge them to go all the way, or or will Dortmund? Uh, no, Bayern. Dortmund air out. Yeah. Or yeah. sorry, sorry, Bayern. Yeah. I actually think this is gonna be a lot closer than people think. Bayern, in their past couple games in the Bundesliga, have not looked good. I mean, neither Frank or Frankfurt are a good team, but Armina, on the other hand, are not a team that Bayern should be even close to drawing. And Leipzig, since that loss to Dortmund, have been in fantastic form in the Bundesliga, winning four straight. So I think they, down two, I think they definitely will be able to push Bayern all all the way till the end of the season. Yeah. I'm with, uh, I'm with you. I think Leipzig can push them. I'm going to take Bayern um, to still win the league. But, yeah, Leipzig... Assuming they get knocked out by Liverpool, which is not guaranteed, but they will have that solely to focus on. Um, and Bayern, of course, is still going to be ch- chasing that Champions League. So that's going to be a little bit interesting um, scheduling. And, and Leipzig can push them, yeah. Leipzig will definitely will be able to push them. Okay, and I think we'll shift over to Europa League um, for our last little thing to talk about here. You know, Spencer, what, what was a notable result? I mean, a lot of people are looking at that slavia prague Leicester game in which – Leicester were beaten 2-0 on aggregate, um, 2-0 in the second leg in Leicester. Is, is this a big deal for Leicester? I mean, I, you think this is a big deal? Are they really focusing on top four in the Prem? Um, should they be taking the heat for this? I mean, they should be taking some heat for it, but I don't think it's that big of a deal for them. I think the team they played was not their normal team, apart from Vardy. Uh, many of the players who started aren't really regulars. Madison didn't play. Harvey Barnes didn't play. And I think that this won't be too big of a deal for Leicester because their main objective this year is to qualify for the Champions League. And I feel it's almost easier for them at this point to do it through the Prem than through Europa. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you on that. Um, shifting over Arsenal coming back to beat Benfica, strong result for them. Tottenham smack smacking uh, Wolfsburg. Napoli beating Granada, but Granada goes through mm-hmm. actually, um, which is a good win for Granada. It's a strong team in Spain, and Villarreal going through. So the draw is already done, um, and we have really the first game I'm looking at is United the in Battle AC of Milan. the Fallen and Spencer, Yes, and Zlatan's going to be coming back to uh, Manchester. That's going to be a lot of fun to see. Um, AC Milan, to be fair, a lot of people are saying they didn't deserve to go through they against Red Star Belgrade. The two goals <laughs> in the first leg, yeah, was an ongoing penalty. The one goal in the second leg was a penalty. Red Star Belgrade fans are really mad because the referee added three minutes in the second leg. And in the 92nd minute, like a whole minute left, they get a corner and the ref calls the game. So <laughs> that's pretty unfortunate. Um, so I don't think Milan deserved to go through, but they got through. Look, Spencer, you know, I know a lot of people are going to be thinking that it's an easy one for United, but to be fair, whether Milan struggled or not, they're still a good team. But who do you have going through? What, what, how I do you think, think it's going to play Manchester out? Manchester United are clearly the better team then. 
AC Milan, and yeah. I think they will be able to hold them off. I think Zlatan will make it interesting, but I just think the quality that Man United have is on another level to what AC Milan have. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I think United will um, win this one. But, you know, Zlatan, <laughs> he's always there, so you never know. I think maybe Zlatan can carry them past his, his former club. Um, along with that draw, we have – well, I guess you know, it's not really a big draw. But Rangers and Slavia Prague, who, by the way, Rangers have now gone, I think it's 39 games unbeaten in the league, in the Europa League only. Um, 39 or, or like 28 wins and six draws. Incredible. Like that. Um, so they're on, yeah, no, they're on really good form. Um, Spencer, are, are Rangers a legitimate contender for Europa League or is it like a, a Scottish Premiership? You know, I think they're contenders the for the Europa League. I mean, I don't know if you watched. Uh, the highlights of their game versus Antwerp, but they had one. Yeah. Inc- Ryan Kemp had an incredible goal that was just such a beautiful team yeah. passing goal playing out from the back. And I think I think they're the best Scottish team that we've seen for a while. And I think apart from Man United, I don't think there's a team that. It's just a class above them left in the Europa League. I mean, I think think teams like Tottenham and Arsenal are better teams than them, but I wouldn't be shocked for Rangers to knock out either of those two teams. And the Slavia-Prague draw definitely wasn't the hardest they could have gotten, although Slavia are an underrated team in a very tough matchup. But... I think Rangers have a shot at the Europa League. Yeah, I'm 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 in agree with, agreement with you. Of course, you know, it's a Scottish Premiership team, so there's always gonna be that question mark around them. But you know, you don't you don't win that many games straight, whether it's Scottish Premiership and Europa League or not. You know, you don't win that many games straight and uh and, and you don't count to be as, as a contender. I think they are a contender. Um looking at all the teams, all the all the fixtures, Spencer, who's your favorite and who's your uh, dark horse? Darker for the competition or for an upset competition. My dark horse would be who we just talked about Rangers and uh, my favorite. I think it has to be man United. Although I think, I think man United and Tottenham would be a very, very close matchup because I think Tottenham will have, will have more to play for because this is their only route into Europe or into the Champions League, it seems, at this point. But also one upset, yeah. one potential upset I might I want to highlight is Olympiacos versus Arsenal. Yeah. After, of course, oh, Olympiacos sure. knocked Arsenal out last year in the Europa League, and they just got through this year despite losing 2-1 in the second leg to PSV. But I think it. I would not be shocked at all if Olympiacos were able to get through in this one. No, I'm with you. I was. I was, was going to get to that. Olympiacos did not come out last year, as you said. And you know, I think I. I think I'd take Arsenal to win. Olympiacos aren't a bad team, to be fair. Um, they, they're always in these European competitions, Champions League or Europa League. And yeah, that is that is. I think that's a potential upset. 
100%. I think as well, Shakhtar and Roma. Um, Shakhtar have been really good with these Brazilian players that they've assembled. So that's that could be a po- possibility. But for me, yeah, I'm with you. I think United is my favorite. Um, but I also agree with you that, you know, come down to the end of the season, United maybe, you know, will be battling for top four. Um, Tottenham won't be. So you could see maybe Tottenham really putting it out, a stronger, stronger squad. And they really need to win something. Um, as as everyone knows, really they have the final big. of the EFL Cup coming up, of course. Yeah, well, yeah that's, that's true. <laughs> European competition would be a little nicer, but yeah, it yeah. means it's big I'm sure steps. they'd love to big win steps. a European trophy before Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, and for my dark horse, I, I'm going to have to take Villarreal. The yellow one, submarine. You know, Tottenham's on dark horse. Yes, you know, they had the best European League coach of all time, um, Unai Emery. They've been strong in Spain. They've stepped up a little bit, but they're still a strong team in Spain. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they have they have some quality, quality players, some of the best in Spain. So I'm going to take them as my um, dark horse in this competition for sure. Um, There's right. sorry, another so, matchup that I just I think, wanted to highlight, the yeah, Romer Shakhtar game, I think is going to be a lot yeah. closer than yeah. people expect. I think every year Shakhtar – yeah. underrated almost and always make a run at the Europa League or once in a while make make a couple upsets in the Champions League which they did this year beating Real Madrid both home and away and I yeah. just wanted to hear your prediction for that game I have Shakhtar actually going through yeah I mean I I, I, I touched on that a few minutes ago and I said yeah Shakhtar had these young Brazilian guys who are really good. Um, and they, yeah, as you said, they're always, I mean, they were in the final four mm-hmm. of the Europa League last year, um, losing to Inter yeah. Milan, I believe. So yeah, they are definitely uh, a dark horse. Um, no denying that. I think I'm with you. I, I do think they'll beat Roma. The Roma has not good form, but I think they will beat Roma. Um, and yes, they, they will cause, you know, they're, they're, they're a bracket buster, you know, they're going to cause, they're going to cause a trouble to these big teams, um, as they usually do in these European competitions. So definitely not something to sleep on. Um, no, no doubt about that. So I think effectively, I think it does wrap up our episode. Um, we'll definitely touch on these when they are played the second legs and along with the domestic leagues um, this next week on our next episode. A per usual, guys. Thank you, thank you so much for listening. Um, it's a pleasure to do this. And we'll see you guys in the next episode.